and he's blind. <laughs> he's ninety percent blind. I'm sorry. He's ninety. He's actually funny enough walking to my house. He's ninety percent blind. I didn't feel bad whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't care. I go. This imbecile walked straight into me. Shoulder charged me. I'm like, what, what, did, he, what did he say? Sorry. Nah, he's anything. He just bumped me. Walk. I look. Are you a DJ? Are you a DJ? Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, What's wrong, bro. You got to have like proper you, but you're like the cool DJ. Like you've got it under control. You're mixing it. Break it, break it, break it, break it, break it. Like you got it mixed up. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, the harder Me, I'm like a wookie. <laughs> Coming in, like making my debut. Got the headset on full proper. You know what I mean? You're there, like you're like you're a pro. Like you're about to mix into the next like him. You know what I mean? I have many years of um, church IT experience. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I'm the wookie. <laughs> so you you got to show me the ropes. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to talk about. You run the ministry. But uh, it's, I'm ahead of it. Just because I'm ahead of it doesn't mean I actually do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just oversee. I'm, I'm a good project manager. You know? I just oversee everything. This Ben's retarded. <laughs> ben. <laughs> what was he being? That was what. He came from a very good place, but just to the wrong person. Also, that's, that's how I feel it was. He also came from a very good place when he told me, why don't you try something else instead of <laughs> choir? <laughs> it, it comes from a good place. What comes from a good place? We love, we love Benny Blanco because we just love how honest he is. Ben's criticism. Oh, why did he tell you to quit choir? When he was running it, but he never said those words. It's and, a classic. And um, Abud never, Abud never um, went against it either. Ryan was the only one that kept me in choir. Yes, because Ryan is uh, the rhino. Yeah, all of bass Frying. were telling me to quit. Peter was Peter was the only one that didn't say quit. Nathaniel, by that, Nathaniel, where were you? Probably not in choir. At that time? You were at that time. when. Oh, I just didn't say anything. Didn't say anything because I wasn't. Yeah, I can't. I'm not, <laughs> I couldn't say anything either. Yeah, he was lucky to be there. I'm, I'm winging it friend. week by week. No, you were. Yeah, you were there. You hadn't left yet. Yeah, yeah I was winging yeah. it week by week. Yeah, no, Jordan was like, "Yeah, bro, you suck. Get out. Then come." <laughs> well, I mean, honesty is the best policy. Well, uh, they can't ruin the house of the Lord, brother. It's true, but he's okay. <laughs> That's not honest. Yeah, it is. Nah, it's crap, bro. He's a base like me. Yeah, yeah. Bro, right, I can do what he does. I do do what he does. But you do tenor now. <laughs> do you do? Yeah, I do, and that's it's pretty hard. But what is it's tough, tough, eh? Isn't tenor tough? We don't have tenor. Yeah, but no, 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 I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's tough. tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talking to the mic, bro. Um, stuff is. Yeah. Hello. Sure. Welcome back. Hey. Ah, uh, the king is back. The bro, king is you back. are back. Goose is back. He didn't join one talk to me because you know life got in the way and I was late with times and all that sort of stuff. So that's on me. Welcome back, boys. Boys, good to be back. We're in, the new we're in the new studio. My debut. Welcome. It is my debut. What do you think? You're sitting in it now. It's uh, it's happened. Yeah, it's nice. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you, bro. You That's boys, right. you boys outdid yourselves. Yeah, with that it's one. totally eats. That was awesome. So, do you just leave it the one color the entire show? It's been a while. You so can change it, Joe. Can you throw that remote actually? Oh, I was changing. Or that. Okay, you got that. Yeah, I'm. Definitely gonna get epilepsy. Yeah, the, <laughs> that's the issue with that. Yeah, I'll yeah, get yeah. a seizure. I thought I thought it slows down. Sorry, Can you I'm, time it? I'm off the button. That was my bad. There's different ones. Yeah, that's actually pretty epic. That's all like. And what's cool? You got this wheel. Yeah. Is it like on a timer? So like every five seconds it changes. I don't know. You don't know. You've had it for an hour. You know, here's the issue. Yeah, I'm aware. Okay, but this is the this is I the, the impact. Let this is the it. issue with all of that. Look at the screen. You cannot see any of the color changes. It all looks white. Nah. Except red. You know, start the light bulbs. That you can buy ones like that. Maverick has one in his yes, room. Yes, you can. And that just change? Yeah, he changes the color. Yeah. I've got one in my lamp. Yeah, like think of one of these lights. Except Maverick. Maverick, you said. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No comment. When from, it from Kmart. Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, no, I've got the Eufy system. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he just has one light bulb. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, cool. welcome back, cousins. Cuz, good to be back. It's, it's good to be back. Bro, it's very good to have you back, bro. Thanks, boy. Thank you. It's I been way it. too long. It has been a minute, let me tell you. How it's was, been two months. How was Melbourne? Bro, Melbourne was the best. I had the best two months of my life. No exaggeration, nothing about it. I had the best time. What was so good about it? Being away from Sydney. Elaborate. So, stay in the heart while, of the city. While we're here, you know, bawling our eyes out. Yeah, I know. And depression, depression city, because you're not here. 
you're off loving life. I was you. listen. It didn't start off that way though. Okay, I'll be honest with you. It didn't start off that way. Um, so because I stayed in the heart of the city, I think that's why I loved it so much. If I if I was out in the suburbs, I'd probably hate it. Um, I would probably because I think I'd just dread catching public transport into the city or driving into the city every day. But because I was in the city and I could just walk about everywhere, it was breezy. Um, the first two weeks were obviously very tough. You know, not having moved out of home before. Mm-hmm. You know, it was quite the experience. I was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to last. I think this is going to suck. But man, I think as time went on, I just loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it was sick. What's good about Melbourne? The city is so well laid out. Yeah, but that's got to be the only good thing about it, to be honest. Yeah, okay. I can't stand Melbourne. Goose? When I visited, it was very good. I don't like It's that. very good. I don't like that. I don't like that. It's good. Everything is easy to get to. The trams are free. And the I, trams are free. The trams are free. You don't pay to get on the tram there. There's only like in the city. There's certain stops that you like. It's certain for from one place to another. But anytime Goose and I jumped on a tram because he came for the weekend. Is that the same in Sydney though? It's all Opal, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You know what? I have never caught a tram in Sydney, so I could be it's wrong. Weird. If I'm wrong, yeah, don't, don't let me know. Let us know. Okay, you, that's you, what I thought. You don't have a microphone, buddy. No one can hear you. Yeah, I, I thought so because why did you um, Because continue, Joey. Yeah, because I go to the city every now and then for work, so I see the trams and I see what they have on board, but I've never caught one there. So the, the public transport there in terms of the trams is free from certain stops. So I never caught the tram while I was there except when I was with Joey and, and Jim because Jimmy came up with Joey. But I never jumped on a tram. I just, surprisingly, walked everywhere. Oh, I so walked like... everywhere. Bro, it was just so much easier. But I've got to say, like, I went out you, the worst You live like a 20-minute drive from everything. Sorry, a 20-minute walk from walk. everything. That's Everything brilliant. was 20 minute walk That's unbelievable So from, That's from where I was staying To Rod Laver Arena 20 minute walk From where I was staying To the office 20 minute walk But in terms of The nightlife there Everything stays open Until 1, 2 in the morning In terms of restaurants And, and everything yeah, like that So it's issue. just It was just brilliant That's the issue Our lockout laws Stuffed us in Sydney Yeah it's crap Zero nightlife It's rubbish It's rubbish I said in Melbourne I went on a huge rant Sydney is limited Because of the idiots That live in it The nightlife the lockout laws, the auto speed humps, auto speeding cameras, the no U-turns, it all comes back to it's because this idiot did this, we put this law. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But then you think about Melbourne and they've got way too much freedom down there. <laughs> all their protests and this and oh, that. It's There's insane. a protest every second. It's insane. Oh, um, the thing about Melbourne, the thing that frustrated me about Melbourne <coughs> is I barely drove there. Surprisingly, because I thought I was going to jump in my car every night and just drive and cruise the streets. I barely did that. But when I did, they have a thing called the hook turn. Have you heard about this supposedly hook turn in Melbourne? You obviously saw it, but you heard of it? Okay. How to describe it? It sounds The familiar. dumbest process. To turn right, you have to go left and then turn right. So I so, oh, so two lanes? From the left lane. So say there's two lanes. Yeah. You've got two lanes. So I, we, turn right from the right lane because that's obviously that's common knowledge. It's common thing to do. You got to jump in the left lane and drive up to the lane where it has like the marking for the hook turn. You got to wait there, but you can't go until the light goes red and it stops every traffic coming. So the traffic coming from the opposite side as well as the trams. Is this cars and Doc Hudson turn right to go left? Like Pretty what, much. But then, but the thing is, but what the, the problem with that is, it queues up people trying to go left. I got stuck at a traffic light three times because imbeciles wanted to turn right from the hook right lane. And I forgot about this. One morning, I just took a I took a right turn from the right lane. Now I don't think about it because obviously it's what I'm used to and what we're accustomed it. to. It's a dumb, dumb thing to do. Now, lucky at the time I did that, it was seven forty-five in the morning, and that part of the city because I had to go to a different office that day. That, I that's very early for you, bro. That, this, this is a new stat. This is a new. Let life. me tell you, I was up seven o'clock every day. That's unbelievable, mate. I tell you, well done, it, mate. Very listen, impressive. I got to say, but. I loved it. It was, it was like a whole new me. Good. And I've come back and I'm like waking up at four or five in the morning like an imbecile. Bro, you're going to start waking up early now. Because that's going to be bro. the new start. It's, it's, it's gonna be, bro, you can't wake up at nine o'clock anymore. Brother, I, I don't sleep like I used to, mate. In my heyday, when I used to sleep, mate, I'd sleep till one, two p.m. No dramas. Now I can barely sleep to eight o'clock. On my day off, I'm up at eight o'clock. Day off, seven, eight o'clock. You're growing up, bro. I don't, want, brook, I don't like it. My brook, very Thanks, happy. thanks, bro. It's, it's 
turn the new leaf in life, you know? <laughs> nah, but, so the walk turn is the dumbest thing in the world. So I got stuck behind like this and I'm thinking to myself, what, why is this the way it is? So that's probably the one thing that frustrated me the most. But everything else was just brilliant. Cause like I said, everything is so easy to get to. Like Rod Laver Arena and where Rod Laver Arena is, is on the other side is where like, um, Amy Park is and like the Collingwood office and all that stuff. So you, I got to see all of that as well. One of the nights when I went to Luke Combs, which I won't yep. let's ruin um, too much about. We're going to leave it there because Unreal I don't want to no. cry on camera again. No, yeah, sorry. I sorry. don't need people teasing me like they did with the Sabs episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay? That's, that's so, right. Like, but it was just honestly like all seriousness. Happy, very happy for you. Thank you. All seriousness, but I needed to get out of Sydney. Yeah. Um, I needed to be on my own, live on my own, get accustomed to it. How's that experience? How's the living? Crazy on good. Yeah. Crazy good. Where I stayed, let me explain to the crew exactly what I was staying in. So it was like a, it was a studio. He's bucketing their own, by the way. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so I stayed in the studio and it oh. barely fit me. Wow, that's that, that's bucketing hard. Yeah, bucketing. I'm hearing that through the... Yeah, through the that's finger. what I was saying before. Yeah. It barely fit me. Mashallah, you know what I mean? Barely fit me. It's a big ask anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Open the door, kitchen, bathroom, my living room is my bed and a table. That's it. That's full on. That's all I had. But this is the problem. The building I was staying in didn't have parking. Mm-hmm. So I had to organize private parking. So when I first got there and I got the keys and everything else, the lady gave me a list of like numbers to call to get private parking. And I'm thinking to myself, listen, parking, standard parking in the city is 20, 30 bucks a day. If I'm getting private parking, I'm running out of money. Yeah, no yeah, problem. It's worse. So I was like, man, what do I want to do? Oh my God, jump in. Like I'm, I'm stuck. Yeah, I... Couldn't organize parking prior because I hadn't even met the lady to even know what I needed to do and I hadn't even seen the building. I've got no knowledge of anything. Lady gives me the paper. She goes, start calling through, see what they can offer you and where, whatever. I said, all right. So first lady I called. Staying in Latrobe Street um, in this block, but I need parking, private parking. What do you offer? She goes, $7 a day. And I said, sorry, just to confirm, 24-7 access. I need it. Like anytime I want, I can bounce. She goes, 24-7 access. I've got a spot uh, 68, like next, right next door to you. She goes, $7 a day. That's unreal. So I did a bit of a calculation because I was there for two months. It worked out to be about 400 and... Almost 440 bucks for the two months. That's not bad. I, I, was, I took it. So I met up with her, got the parking. It was breezy. But when I got... Because I drove in. So I drove the first night from Sydney to Griffith. Spent some time with family there. Then went to Griffith to Melbourne. I was buckled. Mm. But where I was staying was the second floor of a, of a three-story kind of uh, Palmer block. In order for me to get my stuff, I'd have to go down the stairs, open the door because the escalator was so slow, bro. <laughs> it was so slow. And it didn't have like the button where you can just close the door. And I had when you open Elevator. It. Yeah, the elevator, sorry. And I had where you can open it. And I forgot, and I kept pressing it and it kept opening and, and I'm going crazy like the first two days. I'm like, what? And then I looked at it and I go, and there's no other button. It has one, two, three, ground, and then the open. Anyway. So then... I'd go down the stairs, open the door. I have to cross over to the other building and then go down three three levels to get my car, to get my stuff. Now, I bought like two, three suitcases with me. I bought my computer. It took me three days to unload my stuff. I was <laughs> knackered. Just the trek to get all the stuff down to go and then to come back up and bring everything and I have to like make 74 trips. <clears throat> Ridiculous. It took me three days to like kind of settle in. So what was it like being over there? and life happening here and you know being <coughs> away from it all was it hard in the beginning yes um i struggled i struggled the most because when i initially got to melbourne three days later i had to come back to sydney for tns mm. so i was pumped but i was like i haven't really settled in yet mm. i'm just gonna take it in my stride that I'm, I'm from melbourne now and i'm a melbourneite and i'm just gonna g it up when i come back for tns maddest weekend by the way Great weekend. Great weekend. Phenomenal. Um, I was spewing to go back. Mm. I didn't want to go back. It was a big G up to this, bro. That yeah. Was a big G up. For me, it was like, we've just learned all this stuff. We've served in this capacity. I can't wait to implement it, you know, moving forward. And then I don't get to because I've got to go back to Melbourne. Yeah. And it bummed me out. Getting back to Melbourne, probably that week was really hard. So the first two weeks all up was very, very tough. After that, I was like, I was all right. There was... Like, I miss church a lot. I miss the boys. I miss the people. I wanted to just be there. Just be with everyone. I really struggled with that 
the most in the beginning. Yeah. That's probably the one thing I was like, man, I just want to be around the people. I want to be around the crew. I want to see everyone. I miss everyone. Um, but I'm very thankful in the process as well because, man, phone calls didn't stop. Mm. People calling me, people texting me, we miss ya. you. Know, that helps you? a lot, eh? Bro, it helps so much. And I didn't expect a lot of it. But like, someone messaged me something like, at the time when I read it, it got me a little bit like emotional. I was like, they're like, oh, you know, church isn't safe without you. You're the fabric of this place. We, we need you here. We miss you. Somewhere. And I was like, man, that is like, it's so comforting to know. But at the same time, like I'm just another part of the vessel that we have, you know, yeah. at our church. But the love I received, the support I received, actually what I thought would have hindered me from kind of achieving what I need to achieve, actually it helped me. Okay, so let me ask you this then, because this is a... Um this is an issue that a lot of Christians would have. Mm. And it was something you and I spoke about a lot. I think Goose uh, was in on those conversations as well before you moved down there. How do you remain a Christian in an environment where you've got no one looking out for you? You've got no one keeping you accountable. How do you remain uh, in your Christian testimony doing what you believe to be right and not falling into sin? That's so easy to do while you're out there. Mm. It's a very good question. I'll put it down to a few things. First things first, you've got to be rooted in what you believe in. Mm -hmm. You've got to know what you believe, why you believe what you believe, and you've got to know the opportunity that's been presented before you is from God. Mm -hmm. So when I applied for the Melbourne role, I applied for a laugh. Like I just applied for the sake of it. But then when, when then I got it, because I said, God, if you want me to have this job, you'll give it to me. And I got it. I instantly knew it was from God. Mm. God opened that door. So for me, it was, I can't now go to Melbourne and throw away everything that God's given to me and this opportunity has got God put in my lap because he's opened that door. So I, I needed to get my head around that concept first because if you pray for something, God gives it to you. He knows you can handle he it. He knows you can he handle it. Can push through it. But you can't go against your conscience and you can't go against what you believe because you know that God opened that door. So it's starting off with a strong conviction. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You're going to have that strong conviction to start off with. When you get there, you're on your own. So it... Like, like you said, there's no accountability. Yeah, the people that message are praying for you, whatever, but it's they're not there to do that every day for you. Oh, and they, bro, you could be lying to us. Exactly. You could go do whatever you want and then- Yeah, I could go like, and go to clubs, I could go do this, go do that, and do whatever and but, live it up. But, but that's what I'm saying. Point. That's what I'm saying is that it could be so difficult to keep that Christian faith because you're like, oh, no one's going to see it. No one's going to know. No one's going to, you know. So, all right, it starts off with conviction, follows through with, you know, the check-ins you're getting and remembering who your family is and who your God is, then what? Then just sticking the course because it can be, at times I was very discouraged in the two months I was there. Yeah. And people like say, oh, it's only two months, you're going to go, you're going to come back, whatever. But for me, because my whole life is here and everything's here and I've never done some of this before, two months was a very long time for me. But it, like you talk about the accountability it's on you to make that accountability with someone else, even though you're away. Like, hey, listen, I'm just struggling this, or I need to keep up with this, or I need, I want to start this, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. Just every couple of days, just check in. Yeah. Because what you're doing is, you're asking someone in the church or brother to pray for you, so that you can achieve what you're trying to achieve and stay in that right frame of mind. Now, thank God, over the years, I've made certain decisions in my life where I would make sure to abstain from a lot of places. Mm -hmm. You know, And I knew that coming to Melbourne, I had one thing in mind, it was to do well at work. And, which is what I was there for. And sorry to cut you off on that. That's a very important point. And it's something that Goose and I have spoken about a lot is that you got to do the Daniel thing. Mm. Purposing in your heart to please the Lord yeah. before even going out there. So exactly. you doing that and saying, I ain't going clubbing. I ain't mm. doing this. I ain't doing that. Um, that starts. That's a very good start because you've purposed in your heart. You've made a commitment. You're not going to do it. Mm. That's right. And and it's very easy, like you said, it's very easy to kind of just do whatever you want. You go through the, the motions of life and you can just go, oh, no, but I'm in a different state. It doesn't count. Mm. People like to think, oh, I'm in a different state. It doesn't count. But God's still present. God's still around. Um, I, I found a lot of myself a lot of the time just staying at home, which, I, which is very unlike me. I'm mm. usually out and about all the time. I'm going out towards the back end of the trip. Because I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to need a couple more weeks. Let me take advantage of it. Let me really get to see a bit more of Melbourne. And like you just start to like spend more time with God in that sense. Like God, what can I do here to be better for you? Um, and and throughout the time I was there, I got so many opportunities to preach to people. Mm. I was like, man, I came here, God's good. Like any time I got the chance, I'll talk about God to my workmates, to my managers, to my colleagues, to the people that were under me. Like I was be able just to tell them about God. And be like, guys, God's good. God opened this door for me. I got to come here because of God's grace and everything else, and, and what God's done in my life. And I got to share the gospel with a couple of guys. So it was really cool. It's remembering who your identity is through. 
Yeah, and I think if you do that and you remember that, no, my identity is in Christ mm. and I've got to make the fo- that the forefront of my identity, then that is accountability in itself. Yeah, and I, and I think, yeah, 100%. And then you get those opportunities because, like I said, it's all coming back to God, right? Mm. Don't ask God for an opportunity to serve him somewhere or, or to open the door. Then he opens that door for you and then you spit in his face and mm. you do complete the exact opposite of why he sent you to where you've asked to go or where you've asked to be in that sort of certain area in your life, right? That's how I look at it. But man, I got the opportunity. I got God, let me preach to people. God, let me just talk about you whenever I get the chance. Man, I preached to so many people there. Thank God. He opened so many doors. I got to have a lot of conversations. One of the days was during work. I visited a different office. I was speaking to a Muslim guy. Mm. Um, funny enough, he saw our podcast through TikTok and he goes to me, you're on TikTok. And I was like, mate, I'm not on TikTok. Let's not get, let's not get too excited here. But he just, it got, he's like, no, I saw your stuff and, and you're a Christian and everything else. And then that's what opened the conversation. And mm. I got to talk to him for about an hour. For almost an hour. I asked God to open those doors for me. And he opened those doors. And I got to preach to so many people. I got to tell him, yeah, God's opened his door for me. I'm here because, you know, God's opened his door. And I'm here to, you know, do something different. And I, I was there for work. I made sure the first couple of weeks I'm there for work to make sure that I've moved down for the appropriate reason I've moved down here was to make a good impression and to do my best that I'm working for God. And then whatever comes off the benefit of that, like the little fun I get to have and the little things I get to do that I, in my own time, that I'll reap those benefits from. Yeah. Um, God's good, bro. Like, that's bad. I went down for work. God looked after me big time. I had such like immense support from my colleagues, people, different people in the business that I'd never kind of accustomed, like I've never met before. Now I'm decent mates with them and I've got connections with them. I, I went down for a purpose and I did everything I could to make sure that those eight weeks were the most influential eight weeks I could be there for. And thank God, it worked out really well. Work was really happy. The different management I worked for were really happy. I've got good connections with them now. So it just now opens other doors in the future. And that's what gave me the peace to come. Like, you know what, God, this trip was so worth it because one, I came here for this opportunity. I did my best for you. And now they think of me this way because of you, because you opened that door. So it's not allowing geography to determine whether your Christianity is real. Yeah, correct. And I think that's that's important. Goose, got anything to add to that? Quiet over there. Um, I've been told many times, where if I I don't travel a lot, but when I did, um, people felt very obligated to remind me that God is still God when you're overseas mm. Uh, mm. or on a boat mm. or on a plane. Yeah. Um, whether or not I came from a good place, I don't know, but if it's coming. You know, I'm saying it from a good place. Mm. Um, in saying that, it's very easy to forget, um, or you know what, ignore or <coughs> switch off from the way you live because you think you're on holidays, or in your case, you're just relocating for a little bit, um, and that's a it's a trap the devil sets to say, "Oh, you're on holidays, go let, do what you want, let loose." Yeah. Mm. Or you're away for a few months. Do what you can't do back home. Um, God's God everywhere, and um, your testimony. You'd be surprised. It's a very small world. Mm. Yeah, a very small. Yeah, world. yeah. don't it think is. you're gonna it's go good. somewhere and not run into someone you know. Sure. So, th- yeah, that was one piece of advice I was given. And that's that's an important fact. Is that you know your testimony follows you wherever you go. So whether you are going to run into someone you didn't expect to run into or, you know, it's going to catch up with you down the line because someone's going to have seen something that you didn't want them to see and that's why it's so important to keep your testimony 24-7. That's why it's such an important part of our lives in general. But you also went to church down there as well. Yeah. And that was an important thing that uh, we spoke about before you left was find the church and go to it. Yeah. That was one thing that my cousin Ben put in me. He goes, mate, because we're always working the same company. He goes, man, I'm not letting you go anywhere until you find a church down there. And I said, Ben, I don't want to move down there and then I'll go to a church. I'll go crazy. Like, for me, live stream doesn't cut it. Yeah. I can't sit there and watch a live stream. One, I get so distracted. So distracted. Because it's so easy. Like, I can sit there and just it's like, like watching oh, a me... movie. Hey? It's like watching a movie. Yeah, like, you're so distracted. Like, yeah. even if I put a movie on or a show, half the time I'm on my phone anyway. Like, I'm like I can't sit there and focus. But I wanted to attend somewhere with a different congregation, get a different feel of it. Um, I went to the Way Baptist. The Way there. Baptist. The Way yeah. Baptist Church. Pastor off, mate. Let me tell you, it was the the feel was FBC Croydon Park to feel. That's very family oriented, very small, but I loved it. 
That's mad. It's different to what we have because obviously our church is a bit, bit of a large number. But just it's like going back to basics a little bit. And I learned a lot from there. Like there was so many good teachings I learned from there. I ended up having lunch with the pastor there as well. Just I needed to be in a community. I needed to keep keep going to church. Because if I knew if I wasn't going to church and I wasn't trying to keep up that consistency, I knew I was going to fall way back. Mm. Um, but it's like you said, like we spoke about earlier, it's making those decisions. You know, like I had to go to a church down there. There yeah. was no way I wasn't coming to Melbourne and not going to find the church. Yeah. Um, so that was really important to me. Got to meet with some of the people there. Um, just loved it. It was, it was a beautiful experience. That's had right. a great time. That's good. It was good. Um, but like, even like, in terms of like the mucking around sort of aspect to it, bro, I'd get and freedom. Do whatever you want. You live on your own. How good is it? How oh. good's the feeling, bro? Oh. There's nothing like it, mate. Oh, I'll look at something. Do I, can I do it now? Psh, I've got eight weeks, bro. Yeah, I'll do it later. Yeah. I'll do whatever I want later. And the next day, I was always doing it anyway. So I wasn't leaving it too long. But I, I could just do whatever I want whenever I want, all right? 12, 12.30 most nights. I'd walk downstairs. By the way, Melbourne was freezing, bro. Cold place. Freezing. I'd wake up the morning. I'd go down, get ready for work, whatever. I'd check my phone. It's one degree. Feels like that's, minus one. No, no, that's I walk outside. I'm going to cry from how cold it is. I was going to cry. And the first day I walked to work, right? I had my phone out, whatever. Because I don't know where I'm walking to, where the office is, whatever. Bro, I rugged up hard. I'm like, oh, it's... It's a kilometre and a half. It's not that long of a walk. It should be fine. I didn't know. It was downhill. Turn right. Oh, sorry. Turn left. Turn right. Uphill. I know no idea. <laughs> I get to work. First day drenched. I'm sweating. I can't explain sweating, bro. It was ridiculous. Then I kind of like adjusted. I'm like, all right. I'm going to do this. I'll do that. I'll do this. I'll do that. And I'll wear this and make it easy or whatever. That was a good part. But I, but like, I'd go down, go down the stairs, go outside about 12, 1230 at night. And... For those that know Melbourne, there's obviously scooters like every now and again lying around somewhere. Like you just walk up a couple hundred meters, you see a scooter on the ground. You just tap your phone, download the app, tap your phone, go about it, whatever. And you just ride. Bro, I would get on these scooters at 12, 1230. The first $6 I spent was trying to adjust myself to the balance because I couldn't balance myself. So every time I got on, I was like tipping to the left. <laughs> bro, it was ridiculous. And people laughing at me. I've spent $6 just trying to learn how to ride this thing. Bro, I'd get on it by the time I picked it up and I would just ride, bro. I was cruising around the city, 12.30, 1am. All the lights were on. It was immaculate, bro. It was the best. I was cruising around. That's cool. But then I'd be riding around, yeah! I'm screaming to myself, like I'm having the time of my life. Ah! I'm riding around through people. But you ride on the road. You can't ride on the footpath. Oh, really? Yeah, those scooters. You have to, like, they're road rules. You have to wear it. Oh, man. See, that's another problem with Melbourne. Riding on the road. What about these cars, bro? No, no, you have, no, Melbourne... They have bike lanes, guys. They have special lanes Sydney for these. Sydney has bike. bike lanes. No one uses them. They, these guys are like, but I almost hit thirty people on the bike <laughs> the first time, the first minute I drove in there, because when you turn left, you're crossing over the bike lane to get to where I was parking. Oh, guys, swearing at me. I'm like, bro, relax, bro. What's wrong with you? I'm turning left, and then I look. It's a full bike lane. And bro, I, <laughs> bro, to cross the road, like you cross the road, you got to pass the tram, or whatever. Then you have to wait for the bikes. So I'm standing in the middle of the road just waiting for bikes to come through. It's ridiculous. So anyway, back to the scooter. You ride on the road. You can't ride on the footpath. You have to wear a helmet. You don't wear a helmet. You get like $180 fine. Oof. Four road rules apply. To be fair, in Sydney, other than certain suburbs or certain areas, you can't ride scooters. If you can, mm. or electric scooters, if you can, it's strictly for that council. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they allow it in the CBD now. Yeah. yeah, they got them yeah. there, but you can't ride them like yeah. anywhere. No, yeah. And you ride them anywhere? Yeah, they hey, ride them You anywhere. just pick up a scooter and then when you're done with it, put them back on, you leave it on the floor and someone else will take it yeah. and go. But the thing about Sydney is, whether it's electric or normal, you have to ride on the road, right? So when I'm on the road, they, you know, they're in my way, I can't drive, I drive around them, they swear at me, stick the finger. Then when I'm walking on the footpath, or he's ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, sure. Habiba, you're not allowed to ride on the footpath, then you ding, 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 me to move. And then I'm riding on the road, I'm driving on the road, then you ride in front of me. Yane, whether I'm right or wrong, you're there to annoy me. Yeah, no, I agree. He's right. He's 100% right. <laughs> like, I why are you digging me? Bro. You I get off the footpath. It. Sure. I think it should either be walking or driving. That's it. Nah, but I don't like listen. bikes. I don't like the scooters. I don't like them. They get in the way. Yeah, but scooters are fun. But scooters Sydney, so it's fun. all the Uber people. In Melbourne, it, they're just, it's, it's culture. It's everyone everyone. It's culture. Melbourne, it's everyone everyone. I tried to extend in Melbourne. As crazy as it sounds, I tried to extend yeah, I don't. When you told me that the yeah. other day on the phone, I wasn't happy. Yeah, a lot of people weren't happy. I go, look, I tried to extend like another couple of weeks, a month. 
was like, I mean, if you want me to do more work, I'll stay another couple of weeks. I've got no problem. They go, what about combination? I go, I'll figure that out. Just let me stay. So what changes now that you're back? What's different about Stada? I don't want the good walk. <laughs> I'm, used to it. I'm sorry. I don't want the good walk. <laughs> Guys, I've used myself. Do you ever I'll... think you'd hear that say that, Goose? I don't want the good walk. Sorry, um, I don't want the good Look, did you see his eyes you looking up yeah, and yeah. down? <laughs> That's this guy doesn't like walking. He hates the walk. I hate Listen, Goose, no, no, Goose, Goose is the go. biggest walker I know. But this guy walks sports. and runs to the gym every day. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I do. But you don't have to like it, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, so you like a good walk. I don't mind the good walk. It was fun. It was just easy. Okay. And I thought to myself, man, like, I'll, I'll think, if I get back to Sydney, like, where would I walk to? And I thought, nowhere. You won't walk around Wiley Park? Beautiful views, Yeah, bro. I might. Like, the only time I ever used to walk was with his house. It's true. Like, during COVID. Yeah, there's certain I areas... I can huh? remember that yeah. we used to walk to his house and his parents would get annoyed because they're like why aren't you walking yeah yeah oh you, they come to your house to walk but you don't want to walk with them <laughs> poor goose sorry bro bro, bro there's the thing about walking or running in our area it's not great like i if i was to run a walk i'll go meet up with um our good friend mark and run around his area along oh, yeah. menai illawong yeah, alfred's yeah. point because it's nice there the people they they respect you um it's not they they do <laughs> not respect you Sutherland Shire people they're the worst sorry well when when we went me and me and my good friend Mark it was it was beautiful bro mm. it was excellent when you're running in punch bowl one people come out to look at you yeah because they're thinking what are you doing yeah. um or, or, or like, the, like the new hottest yeah. commodities on the yeah <laughs> I, be, I believe our area the bin day is uh, Friday Friday out yep Friday your bin day is Friday yep they've been there's Friday ours is Tuesday it's the bins are out every single day yeah it's true every single day and I swallow at least 20 to 30 flies every run. Oh, how are you running? With, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you want all these? <laughs> they just come through all holes. You know bro. those pounds, those circus pounds that yeah. like, keep your mouth open and that, as they rotate their head? Yeah. That's how so, you like, so And then all the flies just zoop, zoop. I no longer run in our area because I gain weight from all the flies I'm eating. Sure. Um, it's good protein. Yeah, I, I cover my, because it stinks. The whole road stinks. There's just yeah, rubbish everywhere, bins. Stinks, and then there's people like, they see you running, so they'll come and they'll stand on the footpath just so they get in your way. Mm. You I think I'm talking, but I'm, that's it. You know, it's a beautiful place to run. It's here in Lansvale. Uh, there's a river. It's right. nice. Yeah, run through like you run through the suburb, go to the back, and then you end up at the river. Run along the river, bro. It's yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, don't run in Punchbowl. Yeah, no, nah, it sucks. Now, one time I did walk with you in Punchbowl, and I bumped into. <laughs> so there's a great story. These are these. It was during COVID, and. I, I had, I don't know what I was doing, I was on my phone. So me and Nathaniel, two not small people on the footpath, we take up the footpath. And talk and, to yourself, bro. And there was, there was a That's guy. a walker now, bro. I'm a walker, bro. Yeah, was, <laughs> yeah, I'm a CEO of walking, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get your walking shoes, bro. Oh, what can I say? There was a guy walking on the, the opposite way, and I didn't see him until this happened, where um, he sort of shoulder charged <laughs> Nathaniel. Am I right? Yeah, just, like, just, yeah. Bro, just walking. Yeah. Why? And it was a it was a big hit. It was like boom. You know, I look up, and Nat looks at me. He goes, "Do you believe this guy just shoulder charged me?" I look at the guy, and I start laughing because I know who the guy is. He's my dad's cousin. He's ninety. He was actually funny enough walking to my house. He's ninety percent blind. I didn't feel bad whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't care. I go, this imbecile <laughs> walked straight into me, shoulder charged me. I'm like, and what, did, he, what did he say? Sorry, no, nah, he didn't say anything. He just bumped me and walked. I look and this he's is walking to your house the guy. he's oh. walking to your house by himself yep he's 90 percent blind yeah how's he doing that well i guess 10 percent yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's unbelievable yeah. and he bumps straight into you straight into shoulder me. charge yeah now obviously i'm not gonna go and like crack the bike in the head he's, he's old yeah. but it's a bit old i'm like okay what the hell was that and then yeah. i look up he's like that's that's my dad's cousin i don't think this guy's <laughs> laughing because like this dog walked into me haha good finds are really funny whatever and he goes, bro, he's laughing. I go, bro, okay. It's not that funny. I'll take it easy. He goes, bro, it's my dad's cousin. I go, what do you mean to your dad's cousin? He goes, yeah, it's my dad's cousin. If do this, this relation, this relation. I go, I don't feel bad. He's like, oh, 90% blind. That's I, go, I promise I don't feel bad. That's, that is unbelievable. I promise I don't feel bad. Sue me. Nah. Yeah, 90% yeah, yeah. blind. Um, every now and then he pops by to have a drink of water at my house. Okay. Because he's always walking. I hope if I come to your house, I'll never see him. Because yeah. <laughs> if I see him, I'm going to shoulder charge. Yeah. Okay, so you're a walker now. What else? I don't fit into Melbourne. I'll tell you that. No chance. Nah. Okay, I'll explain, I'll explain okay, what Okay, when I say what, what's different about stat, I'm thinking like psychologically, like you learn something deep about yourself. 
I spent a lot of time by myself. Very boring. Very boring. Yeah. Um, Did you learn anything about yourself? I just love living on my own. <laughs> but I just, listen. It's so good, it's, bro. But, but the problem was, because I was living in the shack, it was, look, the room I stayed was definitely made for small people. Because, mate, I'm showering in this one-by-one shower. Literally one-by-one. One. So every time I'm trying to, like, have a shower, I can't, like, comfortably put my arms up to wash my head. I'm like this and crammed and, like, trying to, like, buckle in for eight weeks. I got used to it. It was all right. I learned that I could live on my own. If that's one thing I could learn. I didn't think I could. Uh, learn I could do that. Um, but, I, I, like, well, honestly, I just needed to get out of Sydney. And I just, I, I spent a lot more time with God. I... I just really wanted to make the most of it. And I just wanted to know what's next. That's kind of like, you know, just really getting like deep into the word, trying to read more, trying to pray more. You started doing some just, courses while you are down there. Yeah, I, I started doing a Christian leadership course. I haven't done too much of it, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. I've done a little bit, but it was just something different I got to do down there. Yeah, nice. Um, just to break it up a little bit. Because there was so much time I was spending on my own. Like if I wasn't utilizing it as much as I could for God, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, no. I, like the, I had my days like I'd sit on TikTok or whatever and everyone, next thing you know it's three hours later don't get me wrong I had a lot of those days but like, it's that little bit of motivation that gives you yeah. idea, like you're in a different environment you're by yourself yeah but like I, I spent more time trying to listen to preaching mm. trying to stay in the word I, I, I spent more time really just trying to make the most of because I had a lot of time to do absolutely anything mm. so that's what I like, did the most like just really just knowing that I could go out again if another opportunity came up and had to go else, somewhere else I could do it, no problem. Interesting. I, I won't lie. When I was in Melbourne, I tried to apply for one in New yeah, Zealand. Don't do but it. But that's... I just thought, okay, you're in New Zealand? Why not? But then I thought, no chance at all. My mum would absolutely I, bash I me. haven't spent that much time on, with, on the phone with you since Newcastle days, so don't do it. That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah we've spent a fair bit on the phone. Any yeah, roles in Japan? <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're only an AU NZ company, unfortunately. Oh, if there was Japan? Oh. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I ain't coming. I ain't... I think I'll get there. I'm like, I ain't leaving. I think get the obsession. I'll just eat a 7 Eleven all day. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But uh, look, great Melbourne trip. One story. I know it's going to talk in your heartstrings a little bit. I'm not here to rub it in. So I go to the Luke Holmes concert. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, straight out. Thank you. Um, wait, I get there. So I walk in, right? Now, I lose my stuff all the time. I'm notorious, Goose. I'm notorious for losing all my stuff. When we're in Melbourne, him and uh, Goose and Jimmy came and Jimmy wanted to just shop everywhere, do everything. So we, we've gone on for the ride, whatever. So we went to Burberry. We went to Burberry a little bit. Whatever. We What's had this posh stuff you guys are doing? It's not us. It's not us. Oh, uh, yes. It's Jimmy. Yes, 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 it's not yes, us. Look yes, at what yes, we're yeah. wearing. Nothing, nothing yes. on me costs more than $20. It's, yes. it's I already jumped by that says Big Willie for Willie Mason. Like, <laughs> mate, don't think I'm walking to Burberry like with the I'm super wearing, class. I'm wearing my barber's shirt. Yeah, mate. Firstly, Goose wearing the San Francisco 49ers hat, right? How much you pay for that hat? Just out of curiosity. No more than 20 bucks. Okay. 20, 30 bucks. Very true. That's, that's us, right? That's what our standard of living. We go to Burberry. Yeah? Okay. Walk into Burberry. Firstly, how many people are coming? What are you doing? Like very high tech. Fair enough. Understandable. So we're walking. I see a hat. Standard pink hat. Standard. Oh, I like to buy ridiculous things. So I look. I go, heck, I'm just curious. <laughs> how much would this cost? <laughs> so I go to the lady. Tatiana, was it? Was it lady? I don't know. Something like that. Very, very last lady. She's very cute. Okay, hey, excuse me. I know you're helping Jimmy over there, but I need you to come here for a second. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah, of course. What can I help you with? I said, look, just out of pure curiosity, how much is this hat? <laughs> she goes, oh, that one there? Yeah, she goes, oh, it's $720. I'm sorry? I look. I'm crying. <laughs> it's a hat. Who's paying $700 for a hat? Michael Prashetto. Yeah, Michael Prashetto. That's who it yeah, is. Yeah, our editor. You listen here. Our the editor. dumbest purchase you've ever made in your life. He's in Italy right now. Yeah, he's, he's Italian, bro. Dream. He's living the dream. Hey, Mambo, Mambo Italiano. I'm a but, bro, happy for you. $720. I said, there is no way in the world I'll pay more than 800 nah, <laughs> Maybe 40 bucks for this. 40 That 40 is ridiculous. Bro, yeah. I, and I just walked into Burberry with my brand new $35 Kmart shoes. Bright red Kmart shoes. <laughs> I was so happy. Let's tell them that story. You know, walking in the anchor all. Yeah, yeah, I'll get into that. Get into that. You know, I've acc I accidentally have a Burberry shirt. Like, I was wearing it once. Have you tried this thing, by the way? Yeah. It's These things are unbelievable. Yeah, it's great. Anyway, I, um, I was wearing it once. Didn't know what it was. It was a gift from John Diab. Gave me a bunch of his old clothes once. 
I were at church and people were looking at me like, oh, you're a big spender, this, that. I go, what is going on? It's a white shirt, by the way. There's nothing special about this shirt. It's this just white. Shirt, yeah. It's a white um, button up. Yeah. Look at the church. I go, what's going on? Why is everyone looking at me like that? Why, why are people making those comments, whatever? And then someone said to me, they go, you're wearing a Burberry shirt. I go, what's Burberry? They explained it to me. They go, it's a high class, you know, this, that. I look at the, like I look up the shirt or shirts like it. These things are cheap, bro. They're like no, five, six hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. What the? What is, what is going yeah, on? Yeah, our, our friend Jay had his work shirt as a Burberry shirt. Is it? No way. The blue one. Oh, is it? That's a Burberry. This, I love these. If guys, I'm wrong, bro. I'm wrong on the Good internet, on but I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. That's, that's actually awesome. Good on them. Anyway, uh, red so, shoes. Yeah, so I got these red shoes, uh, but that was the story. The first story I was actually going to tell, which I'll get. Ah, okay. I'll tell this one. So again, thank you about Luke Holmes. I go to Luke Holmes concert. Why are you thanking me? Because you encouraged me to go, and I was very adamant I'm not going. Yep. Yeah. And um. Where's my gift? That the one thing I asked from you. Go to the gift shop, buy me something. Because I can't explain the line, bro. And Cody Johnson was playing. I had to be there for Cody that's, Johnson. That's a fair call. So I get to the concert. That's a fair call. I am convinced I was the only Lebanese man at Rod Laver Arena. Now, back to what I was saying before, I lose my stuff, right? So when we were shopping one of the days, I bought a bum bag. Mm. Okay, I added it as a bum bag. Because I was like, one, I didn't know these things existed. Last time I wore a bum bag was 2010. Like a normal like human a white one. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Bum bag, I'm going to get one. It was my lucky day. Added us for 40% off everything. Boom. Get it? So I walk in, but the biggest lebo. I got my Chicago Bulls hat, a shirt, a bloke shirt, bum bag, jacket, jet, whatever. I get there, it is just men with flannels and mullets. <laughs> and I said, where is my mullet that I could have fit in with this crew? And, and, like, and, all the girls, and all the girls wearing cowboy boots and everything. Like proper, proper, proper That's country. Beautiful, Mad. Bro. That's beautiful. Then there's me. <laughs> Bum bag, Lebo, Shulkaz, Shambisir, Shufi, Mafi, what's happening? So I get there. By yourself, by the by way. By myself. And I don't like doing things by myself, but I had no choice. I had, this one I had to do. So I'm lining up like in here by myself. I'm like, man, this really sucks. This is so stupid. Line up, go, whatever. I go sit down. Bro, in, <laughs> it was just a couple and me and the road was empty. It was pretty early on. I'm just sitting there and I'm like, man, what am I doing here? I'm such an idiot. Like I'm by myself around a full packed out Wadley Arena of people I don't know. And I don't fit in. Yeah. I do not fit in whatsoever. I'm yeah. popping looks left, right and center. I'm just like, yeah, sure what's happening, whatever. I'm just trying to fit in. I felt like a monkey in a zoo. Like I'm just like, don't fit in at all. Monkeys in the zoo fit in. <laughs> but that's where they're meant to be. There, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I got that analogy completely wrong. <laughs> I got that analogy completely wrong. Sorry. Thanks bro. That's why you're here. You're just, you're here to correct me. Anyway. I felt out of place. Okay. To put it that way. Enough with the analogy. Anyway, yeah. I'm, for you. Clearly, my wisdom didn't come far from you know, Melbourne to Sydney. So that's why I didn't learn much. Clearly. I learned how to say things wrong. But anyway, again, they sit down, whatever. Oh, bum bag on. Hold on. They start, Cody Johnson gets up, starts playing. I mean, this guy's good. Mm. I'm enjoying it. And he is, is he sort of Christian artist? Not really Christian. A lot of them like have claim, Christian backgrounds. Yeah, so. In the like, Bible Belt. Yeah, yeah. So he got up there and was like, oh, I just, you know, I want to thank the Lord, Savior Jesus Christ. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> And everyone looks at me like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, that's not a good start. <laughs> then, then like, he just filled up quick. And then um, Luke Cames came on and obviously he did his thing. He had his performance and he, he killed it. That From the beginning of the night, there's people I was sitting around would not look at me. They think this guy is a complete imbecile. Like, what is his bloke doing by himself as well? By the end of the night, I'm recording videos with him. I'm having a laugh. Everything's good. We're having a good time. Whatever. The second the concert finished, it's like I never knew him. Like, the only people I made mates with were the people behind me. I turned around like, oh, guys, thanks for a great night. Chick's doing a shoey. No way. Full shoey. These, these white they people. They're they're crazy. Crazy. They're and crazy. Did a I looked at it, I get this is ridiculous. I do not fit in. Good on them. But it was just men with flannels, girls in the, cow girls in the cowboy boots, and like mullets. And I'm like, mate, this is it's amazing. It's a different crowd. Eh? It's a different world. It's a different world. That's awesome. Then you got this me. Can't walk in, bum bag, shukas, shrumpy seed, whatever. Mm. Ridiculous. That's, That's yeah, awesome. it was a great night. Good times. But awesome. listen, one word of encouragement. Get out of Sydney. <laughs> get out of here, bro. Or do something different. Yeah, do something different. I'm, I'm all for people doing something different now, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Stop with the whole, you know, staying in the same routine. I used, to be, I used to be like that. Same, same routine, doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, then I went to Melbourne. Same. I didn't want to come home. Yeah, yeah, I'm with nah, you. I loved it, I'm all, really for the, I'm all for projects now. 
Like, do something different out of your comfort zone, something you've never done before. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go out and, like, preach it. But I'm yes. like, you know what? If the opportunity comes, you get to do it. Do it. Do it. It's a good laugh. It's good fun. Yes. Loved it. But I'm glad to be home. I'm glad to come back, you know, be back in church. I'm glad to just be around the people again. I've missed that. I've missed the camaraderie. I've missed the people. I've missed the good times. Yeah, we've missed you, bro. It's been too long. I'm yeah. happy you're here. Yeah. I'm happy that I have to call you every Monday, Tuesday while I'm yeah, on the Surrey Hills. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of, what did you think of that? When I uh, told you about my Surrey Hills journey and what I'm doing out there. I just, I, I, I just sat there and, and I said, there's, there's, he's asking to die. Okay. Basically cool. he's asking to All die. All right. So ladies and gents, as many of you know, I am currently in the process of fighting, uh, prepping for a fight with corporate fighter. Uh, the date's been changed, which is frustrating, but it is what it is. Date's been changed to October 21st. I will be fighting in a charity amateur boxing match. I'll be fighting for the uh, Starlight Foundation. The link's going to be below if you'd like to donate. And if you do donate, I think the minimum is $10. You'll get a link to watch the fight live on the night. So that's October 21st. Uh, love your support if you can. But yeah, what do you think? Right. Training hard. I'm training hard. I'm fighting every day. I am sparring. I am taking hits. I'm giving hits. Taking hits, all right. All to fight on a big night on October 21st. So, question about this. Answer it. Can you do it more than once? Yes. Okay. Do you only plan to do it once? I don't know. I plan on doing corporate fighter only once. That's for sure. I've made that decision. Oh, okay. So, corporate fighter as well. Specific. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, corporate fighter I'll do once, but you, get, you have to legally do it. Like, I had to get my blue book. So basically, if you're an amateur fighter in any sport in New South Wales, you have to get a blue book, which is uh, your legality of the fight, basically. Because oh. you've got to do blood tests, you've got to do physical tests, you've got to do all that stuff. Oh, so man. I got it. So I can legally fight in amateur bouts for boxing in New South Wales. So know. I am loving this so much. I love sparring every Monday, every Saturday. I love, this. I love the sport. I love the training. I love getting hit. I love giving hits. I love everything about it. So will I continue the fight? Yes, 100%. I think I'll add it to my um, my routine. How are you finding the training? Brutal. Yeah? It's unbelievable. It's so hard. So what? From my understanding of it, because I remember Bobby did it, it was a 10-week 10 10-week ten week Initially, program. it was like a 10-week 10, 10 yeah. training program. So mine's turned into a 16-week training program because... That's a long training, bro. There were venue mix-ups and this and that. It became a big thing. Anyway, um, we figured out a new date. It's now. It was meant to be September 23rd, so it was meant to be in two weeks. Yeah, that's right. And now it is October 21st, so that's a month out from that. Um, so it's a 16-week program now, uh, Monday to Thursday night. Okay. So I go Monday, Wednesday, Thursday because I teach yeah. at Elevate. Uh, sorry, Eastgate. Yeah. And Saturday morning. So I'm training okay, yeah. four days a week. Yeah. Uh, Monday sparring day. So I get in the ring, spar with about four, uh, four to five different people. Uh, Wednesday is uh, skills, Thursday is skills, and it's all conditioning and mm. hectic training. And then Saturday is all day floor sparring. So we go for about an hour and a half and you verse like 12, 13 different people. So bad. Just getting knocks to the head, knocks to the stomach. It's full on. You sent me, you sent me some photos of yourself, a couple of black eyes. Yeah, I got a couple of black eyes, gave a couple of black eyes. Yeah. Knocked a couple people down. It's been good. Yeah, it's been start. It's been so fun. Oh, good, bro. Boys, I I don't think I did not think I was going to enjoy it this much. Put it that way. I thought I would like it. It'd be a good experience. We'll move on because it's different. Like I thought to myself, I need something that's not study, not work, not not stuff that I'm constantly using my brain for. I wanted something physical, yeah. and I can't play footy anymore because it's always on Saturdays, Sundays, and it's a big commitment. Um, baseball was fun, but it wasn't as physical as I wanted it to be besides the ball to the face. Yeah. So true. I needed, I needed something like, give me a time limit of something to work towards and then get yeah, to it. And here, here. this has been perfect, bro. And boxing training is the best type of training, man. It's bro. Like Goose, I know we're very calorie based when it comes to training. 50 minute program, hour program. I'm burning like 1300 cows. Easy. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's great. I'm wearing a heart monitor. The, oh all yeah. All this. It's unbelievable. Yeah, cool. You're sweating like an animal. It's great. And right. man, the camaraderie, like, it's like playing footy. Do you remember those days when you do tackling drills? Yeah. And you'd absolutely annihilate someone? He just looked you up and down again, bro. Yeah, I know. This guy's judging me in the corner. <laughs> no, I'm Relax, like bro. I played under 12. It's like I played bloody opens. Um, and I broke a guy's jaw. Don't forget that. I wore a watch and I clogged him in the head and broke his jaw. 
I told the story before. Anyway, the, the OGs that watch this know. Hey, the OGs. You're a weapon. What can I say, bro? <laughs> I don't have weapons on me, always. Just in case. So, um, you get in the ring. And oh, quickly pause you on that, sorry. And they're proper watchers, not the ones that you buy me that just break all the time. <laughs> I knew that would get you. Sorry, sorry, I love you. Yeah. Um, so, you get in the ring. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Bell rings. Yeah. And this switch just flips. And I didn't know I had this switch. I know they say only, like, some people have it, some people don't. Nintendo Switch? Goose? I have two. Cool. Is that that type of Switch? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I just had to. You said Switch. If you include Mavericks, I have three. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But yeah. anything that's... Added to the collection. Anything that Mavericks yes. has is yours, right? So three. Yeah, three. three. I actually, I bought it. I'm an idiot. I have three. I have yeah, three. three. Okay. That Bugs Bunny meme. Anyway, um, so the bell rings and this Switch flips where I just want to kill the guy. Like, everything in me wants to annihilate him and put him on the mat. Mm -hmm. But the same thing happens for the other guy. So this switch flips and we're both trying to annihilate each other. Bell rings and then you hug it out and you're like, bro, that was such a good hit. How'd you get that in? How'd you slip that? Like, it's such a different experience. Mm. It's so like... Because you're on the same level. Yeah, you're on the same level, but it's also the sport. The sport is you try to get them down, but afterwards there's that respect there of... Mate, you got some good hits in. I got some good... How do we better ourselves? There's nothing more humbling than martial arts in any form, in my opinion. There you go. Because you get you get humbled. Like, you get a good hit to your face. Like, far out. Okay. How do I work on that? Like, it's so fun. I'm loving it. I'm having the time of my life. Uh, and fight night is October 21st. So, ladies and gents, I'd love for you to donate to my thing. It's The link is going to be below. And you'll also get the link to the fight so you can watch it live. Uh, it's for a good cause, and if you want to see me get hit, that's a bonus. So yeah, beautiful. Yeah, loving it. How good is that? And how good was our first episode back, bro? It's good to be back. It's good to have you back, bro. Thanks, bro. It's, it's good, good to, to have back. you boys in the room again. It's good to be doing this. Yeah, it's changed up a bit since I've come, but it's good. It's looking good, mate. Can't complain. No, not very right. good setup. Yeah, I'm very happy with it. Joe, Joe did a big job on this. Thank you, sir. Yep, I case that. Yep, you can call that one. Crack. No, no, oh, I'm you're... really trying to ignore oh, okay, it. Okay, good, good. Based good. on a couple of discussions we've had. Thank you, I appreciate it. Lots of the OGs there, no. Leave me alone. <laughs> anyway, um, boys, it's been good. Ladies and gents, it's been good. Thanks for jumping on. Thanks for listening to us, boys. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thanks for having the chat. Thanks. I was counting the hats. We have four LA bodies. There's a lot of hats, bro. Three church ones, two Bulldogs ones.